I'm Kate Trinko, and this is The Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, July 19th. Here are today's headlines. The Biden White House is further limiting press access. My colleague Rob Bluey, who of course is also the executive editor of The Daily Signal, wrote about this saying that it's the latest and perhaps most brazen attempt by President Joe Biden to limit media access to what he regularly calls the People's House. The White House press office will implement new rules July 31st when all hard passes expire. So our own Fred Lucas, who's been a hard pass holder since 2009 and is chief news correspondent for The Daily Signal, will no longer be able to easily attend White House press briefings or access the White House, as he has done for the past 14 years. The new rules, which were announced in May, will limit the number of journalists who are eligible for a White House hard pass and give Biden's press team greater power to expel journalists they don't like. The rules require pass holders to first obtain accreditation by a press gallery in either the U.S. Senate, U.S. House of Representatives, or the Supreme Court. The Daily Signal, a media outlet founded by the Heritage Foundation in 2014, doesn't have press credentials to cover Congress or the Supreme Court, although Lucas recently applied for both. It's unclear when he'll receive a response and unlikely he'll be approved if history is a guide. And we know from our friends in the conservative news world that it can be tough for conservative outlets to get congressional press credentials. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, tweeted about Rob Bluey's article, Normally, the Biden White House asks big tech to censor conservatives for them, but it seems they've taken it into their own hands. Senator Rand Paul, Republican of Kentucky, also reacted to the news on Twitter. He said, the Biden White House can't find out who brought in cocaine, but they sure can spot and throw out a conservative member of the press. The official Twitter account for Republicans on the Judiciary Committee, which is chaired by Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, tweeted, Shouldn't every journalist be outraged about this? Pretty telling if they aren't. Stay posted to The Daily Signal as we continue to cover the latest White House attempt to limit media access. In a hearing today, the anonymous IRS whistleblower came forward. Take a listen from C-SPAN. Today, I, I, I sit here before you not as a hero or, or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. That said, in coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. Fred Lucas reports that a previously unidentified IRS whistleblower publicly told Congress today that federal prosecutors investigating presidential son Hunter Biden were hamstrung by political pressure and called for appointment of a special counsel in the case. Former IRS special agent Joseph Ziegler, a Democrat who identifies himself as a gay married man, previously gave anonymous testimony to the House Ways and Means Committee. In new testimony today, Ziegler made his identity known to the House Oversight and Accountability Committee during a hearing on why a five-year investigation recently produced a Justice Department plea agreement with Hunter Biden. 
Earlier this month, U.S. Attorney for Delaware David Weiss reached a plea deal with Hunter Biden to charge him on two misdemeanor tax charges and a suspended sentence for lying on a gun purchase form. This came after IRS investigators and federal prosecutors had previously determined that the younger Biden should face felony charges, Ziegler said. He also said, as I read the public documents of the Department of Justice action against Hunter Biden, there is nothing that Hunter Biden will be required to amend his false tax return for 2018, a false tax return that includes improper deductions for prostitutes, sex clubs, and his adult children's tuition. Ziegler also did an exclusive interview with CBS News. Here's a snippet from that interview. Did you uncover evidence that President Biden financially benefited from his son's deals? I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Why is that? Anytime we potentially wanted to go down the road of asking questions related to the president, it was, that's going to take too much approvals. We can't ask those questions. And I mean, it created, it created an environment that was very hard to deal with. It's a politically sensitive case. Wouldn't it require additional approvals? Yes, I do understand that, that aspect, but it would be like, well, let's think about it. Let's put that on the back burner. Check out the Daily Signal website for Fred Lucas's full coverage of today's hearing. Israeli President Isaac Herzog addressed Congress today. Via C-SPAN, here's what he had to say about Iran. Iran is the only nation on the planet publicly calling, plotting, and developing means to annihilate another nation and members of the family of nations, the state of Israel. Israel has no border with Iran. Israel has no resources contested by Iran. Israel has no conflict with the Iranian people. And yet, the Iranian regime, together with its proxies throughout the Middle East, is aiming and working towards destroying the state of Israel killing the Jews and challenging the entire world, the entire free world, allowing Iran to become a nuclear threshold state, whether by omission or by diplomatic commission, is unacceptable. <clears throat> Herzog's speech came amid controversy. Nine Democrats refused to vote for a resolution yesterday that denounced anti-Semitism and said Israel is not a racist or apartheid state. My colleague Mary Margaret Olihan reported that a Democrat, Representative Pramila Jayapal, told a group of pro-Palestinian protesters over the weekend, I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state, that the Palestinian people deserve self-determination and autonomy. Jayapal later apologized for her remarks and voted for the resolution. Via the recount, Herzog seemingly addressed the controversy. I'm not oblivious to criticism among friends, including some expressed by respected members of this House. I respect criticism, especially from friends, although one does not always have to accept it. But criticism of Israel must not cross the line into negation of the state of Israel's right to exist. After a long applause, Herzog added, Questioning the Jewish people's right to self-determination is not legitimate diplomacy. 
It is anti-Semitism. Herzog also met with President Joe Biden yesterday. Another detransitioner, as people who tried to change their gender and then decided not to are dubbed, is suing medical professionals. My Daily Signal colleague Mary Margaret Olihan reports a female detransitioner is suing the doctors who facilitated her attempted gender transition when she was a vulnerable teen, accusing them of medical malpractice and of using unfair and deceptive trade practices, causing her years of both psychological and physical pain. Prisha Mosley says she suffered severely from mental and emotional health issues as a child and young teen. Her home life was troubled due to an alcoholic mother, she told the Daily Signal, and she struggled to make her own problems heard. She developed anorexia, and as she sought information online, slipped from pro-anorexia groups into pro-transgender groups easily. She became convinced that she was a boy. Now, Mosley has realized that she is not and never has been a boy, according to her lawsuit. She continues to experience pain, suffering, and emotional distress as a result of living in a body that has not developed the way it should have. No amount of money can undo the damage Prisha has suffered at the hands of her doctors and counselors, her lawsuit says. According to the suit, the medical professionals who facilitated her attempted transition withheld information concealed and misrepresented her psychological and physical condition and failed to perform their services in compliance with applicable standards of care. Mosley joins detransitioners Chloe Cole, Layla Jane, and others in suing the medical providers who facilitated their gender transitions. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, please be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Virginia Allen will be sitting down with Kimberly Strassel to discuss her new book, The Biden Malaise, How America Bounces Back from Joe Biden's Dismal Repeat of the Jimmy Carter Years. Also, please make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts. And help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night. And we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.